Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and happy Friday. Whatever you did to get to this point in the week, um, congratulations, you did it. You made it to Friday. Friday. And we applaud you. Yes. I applaud you, I guess. I'm the only one clapping. Okay. Well, it's Friday, so happy Friday. It's May 1st. It's May Day, I guess. Oh, it's gonna be May. What? Justin Timberlake. It's an NSYNC reference. That's a funny, that's like, is that like a meme? Yeah. It's gonna be May. Yeah. Sounds like he says May, but he really says me. Yeah. Okay. Rachel was a NSYNC fan. Oh yeah. Hardcore <laughs> posters on the wall. Come on. What? Right. One. Okay. Poster on the wall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of posters on the wall, just kidding. There's no transition here. Um, today is the first of May, and uh, today's the last day of the, the this is the last day podcast of the week. And we are going to read from Exodus Exodus 3. Mm -hmm. 3. Follow this. It's going to be Exodus 3, verses 16 through 22. And then we're going to skip to Exodus 4, verses 18 through 20. Okay? Yeah. So that's how it's going to go. Um, Do we? Is that right? Yeah. I think we just have 16 through 22 because I don't have the rest of this on the text here. Oh, really? Yeah. We're just going to read 16 through 22. You guys can read the last three verses on your own. Well, I can read it out of my Bible. Okay. You. All right. We'll do that. Okay. okay. Go starting at verse 16, Exodus 3. All right. Go and assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob has appeared to me, saying, I have given heed to you and to what has been done to you in Egypt. I declare that I will bring you up out of the misery of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Nailed it. A land flowing of milk and honey. Wow, thanks. They will listen to your voice and you voice and you and the elders of israel shall go to the king of egypt and say to him the lord the god of the hebrews has met with us let us now go a three days journey into the wilderness so that we may sacrifice to the lord our god i know however that the king of egypt will not let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand so i will stretch out my hand and strike egypt with all my wonders that i will perform in it after that he will let you go I will bring this people into such favor with the Egyptians that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. Each woman shall ask her neighbor and any woman living in her neighbor's house for jewelry of silver and of gold, of clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, and so you shall plunder the Egyptians. And going to chapter 4. Then Moses went back to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, Let me go back to my own people in Egypt to see if any of them are still alive. Jethro said, Go, and I wish you well. Now the Lord had said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all the men who wanted to kill you are dead. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey, and started back to Egypt. And he took the staff of God in his hand. He returns. Okay, I absolutely love this passage, and I love that it's the culminating passage of the whole week because I see so many of 
theme, the themes earlier in the week playing out in this. First of all, yesterday's passage, John 10, um, where Jesus says, I am the gate and I go into the sheep pen and I call um, my sheep and they come to me because they know my voice and I lead them out into pasture. That's exactly what God is doing here for the Israelites. He's coming to Moses and saying, all right, go call my people. And I'm going to lead them out of the sheep pen, where here, it's not just a sheep pen. This is a place of oppression, a place that's on lockdown because the the king is, the king of Egypt is holding them back. And God is rescuing them out of Egypt's grasp. And as he's rescuing them, he even says, um, go to your neighbors and ask for their jewelry. And you're going to plunder the Egyptians, which seems like... Uh, kind of adding insult to injury or something. Mm -hmm. But look back at what Peter says about justice, about trusting God. That, I mean, these people have been slaves for generations and generations. They've been, um, they've had, you know, someone's foot on their neck and they've gone, they've gone every day without break. They've been working for nothing. Mm -hmm. And now God has, redeemed them and not just rescued them. He's also um, balancing, you know, the injustice. By exactly. Saying, Here's your payment. He's, he's saying, all right, you were under oppression for so long. I'm going to restore you and not just rescue, but also restore you and, and exercise my own justice. Um, How many years were they in Egypt? Uh, I'm not sure. Many, many, many years enough for them to forget who yeah. God was. Yeah. Please don't ask me that on the podcast. I don't. <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> it's probably in the Bible, like completely clear, but I don't know off the top of my head. It's probably like right in front of me in no, the scriptures, but it's long enough for them to forget um, who God is, and so mm-hmm. God has to kind of reintroduce God's self to them, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, for me, this this brings that shepherd image into into focus and it also is that justice and um, atonement part that Peter's talking about. Um, and it's also even, um, you know, what, uh, what, what Axe is talking about with being liberated and then being able to meet with God in the wilderness. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I love this passage. How about you? What were were there any parts that you liked or didn't like? Um, it makes me want to just read the whole story of Moses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, um, I know. I I just the thing I love about Moses that I remember about him is that he was just not feeling qualified for the call, and he became you know such a his important leader in the life of the Israelites and. And that he was like, who am I to go do this? God, are you sure this is what you want Mm -hmm. me to do? (laughs) Um, And I love Moses for that because I feel the same way when it comes to leading. But um, the thing that stuck out in these passages, I think, is just the the all-knowingness of God. That he knew that the king of Egypt would not let the Israelites go and that he had a plan. He was kind of laying out that plan for Moses. So, um. Yeah, it makes me just want to read the whole story, honestly. Like, yeah. did they get the silver and gold that was promised to them? Mm-hmm. They must have. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to, 
you know, in any of these passages, read before and after, mm-hmm. because there's so much in there to grasp. And sometimes we get to follow through it, you know, in the Bible reading plan, you know, every Thursday, it'll probably pick up on similar passages, you know, from John or whatever the gospel is. Yeah. So right before this is Moses in the burning bush. Um, That's good. So yeah, verse 11, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? (laughs) Uh Why are you calling me to do this? Isn't there someone more qualified? Is it cool that God promises that the people will listen to your voice? Yeah. I mean, that's what Jesus says about himself is that people will listen to his voice and um, they'll respond. So I love that Mm. too. Um, And what's funny about this is Moses for the last however many years, again, don't ask me, has been a shepherd. That's what yeah. he's doing in Midian. Yeah, for um, he left. He left Egypt to be a... Uh, he, he escaped after murdering that person. Right, the uh, he, Egyptian, yeah. Yeah, he was afraid and he ran away into the desert where he became a shepherd. Yeah, he met. Um, he just started to stay with someone and then he married his daughter. His daughter. And this is the same exact desert that they end up wandering through. Yeah. After he helps exercise deliverance for God's people. Um, so what? even though the people of God are like wandering through the desert, um, Moses knows this land by, like the back of his hand. Hmm. He's got to know it. And he was a shepherd. He led sheep through this land. So he knows where all the, you know, the watering holes are. He knows where the grass is. He knows, he knows how to lead a body of animals at least through who are wandering and stuff through the desert. And I wonder if God was using that time to form him and shape him. And now he's saying, just, li- just like Jesus says to the disciples, I'm going to make you fishers of people. You know, you've been fishing fish. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you fishers of men. Um, God is saying to, to Moses here, um, you've been leading sheep, sheep. through the desert Oh now God, it's time for you to call out your voice and you're not going to be calling your voice to the sheep who are going to come out of the pen and lead through the desert. You're going to be calling the people and they're going to respond the same way and you're going to lead them through the desert. Mm-hmm. Moses had no idea what, what kind of toll this would take on him and the fact that he'd want to God to kill him multiple times because how hard it was. Mm-hmm. But at this point, um, <laughs> um, Moses is just responding like a good sheep does. Yeah. He's just responding to God and being like, okay, like you said, he doesn't feel qualified. Yeah. And how many of us feel qualified for the things we're doing? Right. Um, and really feel like we ought to be where we are. Um, but God calls us nonetheless. And, um, and so Moses kind of just goes with it. And I love that about Moses. I he's, do too, yeah. he's curious. He's flexible. Yeah. He, loves God, he listens to God, he takes God seriously. Mm-hmm. And even if he feels unqualified, when God asks him to do something, he's like, all right, I guess I'm going to do it. Um, to your point earlier in this week about just God with us and God caring for us, um, I love this in Exodus 2 at the end of the chapter. Um, this is when Moses had just... Yeah, started his new life basically as a shepherd, um, and he's away from Egypt. But it says, During that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out, and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So this is the best. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. Yeah. So that same theme of 
God cares. God's with us, and He kept His promise. Yep, and that's God's grace. Yeah. The pe- like we were talking about earlier, the people had completely forgotten about God. Mm. They these weren't cries of like prayer. Like they weren't saying the magic words. Like, yeah. oh God of our Father Abraham, please come to our rescue. Just, in Jesus' name, Amen. Um, they were just crying out in pain and suffering, yeah. and God heard their cries because that's God's heart. Mm-hmm. He did not have to rescue them, but He loved them, had compassion on them. I was like, okay, I've got to do something because my heart is moved. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, there's that that grace of like, God knows my pain, um, and He is coming to my rescue, whether it's a formal prayer or not. God is working on my behalf. And um, that's just really, really, really good news. God's grace. So I can't help but think that the world is groaning right now with this pandemic. If it ever was, it certainly is now. And here is the question, you know, how is, what is God going to do? God's listening. God cares. God is concerned. And. Yep. How, how, what's going to happen? That is. That's what I'm looking for. That's what, I, and you see it. You see, you see God in the helpers, right? You see God in the ways that we're working together and caring for one another. And mm-hmm. I just wonder, as a collective, you know, human population, like how will we be rescued from this? Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to be. I hope this doesn't come off wrong, so I'm just going to say it, but. God is promising to stretch out his hand. The Israelites were crying out before all this stuff happened. And then things got worse through yeah. plagues. Yeah. Through plagues, viruses. I know it. Um, that happened, that were inflicted upon the entire people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God called out his people and said, come with me, I'm going to deliver you from this. Um, I'm not trying to make a one-to-one ratio like God caused the coronavirus in order to teach the world a lesson and to liberate God's church or something like that. I'm not trying to say something weird like that. But what I am saying is, is maybe we were suffering before this. Yeah. You know, like maybe, maybe there were worse things going on before the coronavirus. Mm. And this is like, the pain of childbirth, so to speak, like where it gets worse before it gets better. Mm. And I wonder what is being liberated in us as humanity, as the church, what is being, how are we being delivered from some of our bondage, from some of our, um, you know, vices, from some of our, whatever, whatever God wants to deliver us from, may he deliver us from it. Both the coronavirus may be damned to hell and also Whatever else has been oppressing us as humanity, may, may God like release us. And ultimately, I'm not just asking for like, hey, let's come out the other side and everything be fine or back to normal. Right. I'm praying that Jesus returns. You know, like I want God to redeem all of creation. If we're, if we're at this point and if we're praying for deliverance, might as well just God just renew and restore all of creation in Jesus Christ. Bring us to the culmination mm. and let us be in your presence. Like I don't kind of like if you, if your like our car uh was in the uh the shop recently mm-hmm. if your car's in the shop and then they're looking at it and they find out that um your 
you know, your transmission needs to be replaced. You're going to know what's like it needs the thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know anything about cars. They find out your transmission needs to be replaced and you're already in the shop. I know. That's it's a like, bad one. just keep, just keep the car. Keep working on it. No, 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 not keep oh. working on it. <laughs> that's my point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just be done. Just be done with it. Just take the car. Give me a new one. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like. Give me a new body. Can, can you just keep the car and just give us a new, give us a new car? We, we were needed a new car anyway. Can we just have a new car now? That's kind of how I'm feeling like with coronavirus. Mm. Like, okay, car's in the shop. We're finding out that there's a transmission busted. Probably everything else needs to replace too. It's like, God, if this is where we are now, just keep it. And mm. just just give us a new one. Just redeem it all. Redeem it all. That, mm. do, whatever you're going to do, do it. And that's, I guess that's my real prayer. It's not that we just emerge from this and go back to normal and get our car back or something like that. I hope that's never really my prayer. My mm. prayer is always in the midst of suffering, like, Lord, have mercy. Come quickly. Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. Mm. Um, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth right now as it is yeah. in heaven. Um, not to just give me back all my pleasures. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Rachel, thank you for joining me. That was a joy. Yay. Mm -hmm. I told you we can make it through all five. Yeah, I know. We are thinking about, like, do we need to stop in the middle? But God always provides. You open up scripture and just... I feel like we could talk about these scriptures forever and ever and ever. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I have no idea who's going to be joining us on Monday. We haven't recorded that one yet, but um, certainly it will be a surprise and someone from Victory Point who I can't wait to share with you. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, um, be blessed. And Rachel, thanks for engaging with you around the scriptures and have a great weekend. We will see you on Sunday morning for worship. Yeah, thanks for listening. May you know God's presence as a shepherd, mm -hmm. and may you follow him and know his voice more yes. and more every day. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.